Welcome to the Smart Poker Study Podcast, brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Now, this is the podcast to learn valuable play and study strategies. I also give you action steps to take because action's the greatest teacher. My goal is to turn you into the player that you want to be along your profitable poker journey, one step at a time. Let's do this. I'm super excited about today's podcast because there is a common issue among all losing players. They call rivers way too frequently. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you reached the river with a one pair hand? Your opponent makes a bet and based on the player, the board, their range, uh, the bet size they use, you knew you were beat, but you called anyway. I bet your answer is way too many times. Now, this curiosity To know what they actually beat you with, that is killing your winnings. So in today's episode, I'm going to help you satisfy your curiosity off the felt so that you can fold more often on the river in order to improve those winnings. Just imagine if you were able to fold more often when you knew you were beat. How many blinds could you save? How high would your win rate be? How big would your bankroll be? I've always believed that a penny saved is a penny earned in poker, and today, I'm going to help increase your poker winnings. Excuse me while I whip this out. Yep, whip out a notepad and a pen and take some notes. And also, don't forget to visit today's show notes page for a transcript of basically everything I share with you. Smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 323. Alrighty, gambate! Everybody just stay calm. I can handle this, no problem. I know how to deal. License and registration, please. What seems to be the officer problem? So before we get to how curiosity kills your winnings, I just want to mention something real quick. Last week, I gave you a podcast that was uh, three steps for achieving your 2021 poker goals. And in the podcast, I gave you one of my simple goals for January, and that was to complete the Exploit Your Opponent's course within the Poker Forge. I had 11 more videos in like 16 days to do it in. And let me tell you, I've already completed it. I got to work hard. I did two, sometimes three videos per day over the past week to get this done in time. And it feels so good to get one of my goals for 2021 out of the way, right? So I'm just wondering for you, have you set any goals for yourself after last week's episode? Were they one month, two week, one week goals? Whatever they are, I hope you're striving to achieve your goals and I wish you some good luck. All right, so let's get to how you can overcome your curiosity to save you some valuable chips. For sure. Curiosity kills cats, and it also kills your winnings. But it doesn't just kill your winnings. It kills your bankroll and your enjoyment of the game. When you call on the river in order to verify your read, when you already know that you're beat, you're going against all your poker training and your instincts, and you're just handing your chips to your opponent. After something like this happens, you probably berate yourself for your terrible call and (laughs) your chip stack hates you as well because it just lost some of its hard-won friends. Now it's smaller and weaker due to your curiosity. These bad river calls can lead to anger and tilt and of course further losses from that. So let me help you ditch your curiosity on the felt. Here are some strategies that I use to make better river calling decisions. The first Trust your gut. That's right. Your gut has developed a sense of when you're beat or when you're ahead. This gut instinct comes from spending months or even years playing and studying poker. 
Let me ask you a question. How often do you observe a hand after you folded preflop and you see a player make a bet and you just instinctively know that they have it? All the time, I'm sure. You say to yourself something like, wow, he's got it. The other player should totally fold. And then at showdown, your gut is often proved correct. Now, why is it easier to listen to your gut when you're not involved in the hand? It's because your emotions are not blocking the connection between your mind and your gut. When you hold that top pair hand and you're actually involved in the action, it's on the river or you're on the river, you want to win the hand. You want to win that pot. That emotion drives you to ignore your gut, which is often telling you to fold. What you need to do is begin training yourself to listen to your gut. So before your next session, this is going to sound hokey, but give your gut permission to direct your actions. So as you're playing, if your gut is telling you that you are beat on the river, fold. Let your gut take the lead. If it's telling you the other player will fold to a three bet, go ahead and make that three bet bluff. If it's telling you that they only have a one pair hand and they're going to call your river bet with your two pair hand, awesome, make the value bet. The next thing that you're going to do to get beyond curiosity is before you take any action, ask yourself poker's ultimate question. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me mention poker's ultimate question plenty of times, but here it is again. What are they doing this with? So if you ask and answer this question every time before you take action, especially before you call somebody's bet or raise on the river, the answer is going to guide your button click. So in order to answer the question properly, you must take into account the type of player you're up against, their range and the board, and the actions that they've made in the hand. If the answer to the question is, well, they're only doing this with two pair or better, then there's actually no gut instinct required, no curiosity needed to satisfy either. You only have one pair. You're up against a two-pair hand. You're obviously going to lose. Easy fold, right? Curiosity isn't even a factor when you use your intellect and your reasoning to answer poker's ultimate question. Just remember that you need to allow the answer to the question to guide your response. Now, a big part of uh, answering poker's ultimate question, once again, what are they doing this with? A big part of answering that is that you must put them on a preflop range of hands and narrow that range through the streets. This is a skill called hand reading, and it's the most important skill that you can develop. In order to become the poker player that you want to be, you must be able to hand read every opponent in every situation. With a good idea of your opponent's range, folding, betting, raising, and calling, they're all easier to do, and you're more likely to be making the correct play. To help you learn how to hand read, I created an epic 3,700-word post with loads of videos and loads of action steps that's going to teach you how to do hand reading. Just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash handreading. And of course, you can find a link to this page in today's show notes. The next thing you always want to do on the felt is to play the player. So you've got to ask yourself, are they acting contrary to their tendencies? This is especially noticeable when you're up against a fish, a tag, or a knit player. When these players are aggressively committing chips to the pot with big bets and big raises, especially on the river, they're acting contrary to their natural tendencies. Fish, they naturally just want to win at showdown with their one pair hands. They only raise with the nuts often. Nits and tight aggressive players, they like to play for smaller pots unless they've got a really strong hand that they feel is worthy of committing lots of chips, especially with big bets or raises on the river. So 
when a generally calling, checking, or pot-controlling player, they commit a lot of chips on the river, leave curiosity behind, and just fold. But there are times when you want to call on the river, and you can call on the river, and that's when your hand is ahead of their betting range. This means that you must be able to name hands that they are betting right now that are worse than the hand you hold. Let's say, for example, you've got ace-queen. The flop, or the board, is ace-jack-9-8-3. You have top pair, queen-kicker. Now on the river, they bet three-quarter pot. If you think about the entire situation, the type of player you're up against, and you logically reason that they could make this three-quarter pot bet with ace-10, ace-7, ace-6, king-jack, maybe queen-jack, then calling is okay because your top pair good kicker beats all those other one-pair hands. But if they're only making this three-quarter pot bet with ace-king, you know, top pair, top kicker, or two-pair hands are better, then calling is a terrible choice. So if you ask the question, what are they doing this with, and you cannot name any worse hands, just fold. If you can name a lot of worse hands, then calling's absolutely fine. Before I tell you how to go about actually satisfying your curiosity off the felt, I've got one last tip for you, and that's to learn from your mistakes. You've heard this quote a hundred times. Those who don't learn from their mistakes are doomed to repeat them. So I want you to finally get this lesson through your thick skull. You've called way too many rivers when you knew you were beat, and you berated yourself afterwards over and over again. Commit to never doing this again. Your goal when you know your beat, is to fold. Your past curiosity and the fact that you still haven't learned this valuable lesson, even though you've repeated this mistake dozens, hundreds of times maybe, it's caused you to lose 20, 30, 100 big blinds over and over again with terrible river calls. You need to ditch the curiosity, learn from your past mistakes, and start folding more often. So how are you going to satisfy your curiosity off the felt? I want to help you do that, and it's going to require a little bit of off-the-felt work. I've got four steps for you. Uh, Well, presumably, you're an online player with the database of Poker Tracker 4 hands, right? So we're going to use your database to learn from your river-calling mistakes of the past. Now, here's the four-step process. Maybe go through your prior 20,000 hands, maybe all of 2020. Totally up to you. But step one is to filter for losing river calls. So if you go to the show notes page for today, you'll see a screenshot. Oh, show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod323. You'll see a screenshot right there that shows you what the filter in Poker Tracker 4 looks like. It's called any bet on the river and then player lost the hand. So you're going to see all the spots where you called the river and lost the hand. Step two is to count the number of losing one pair hands. So you can see your final hand easily in the final hand column within Poker Tracker 4, so you don't actually have to go through and open up every hand and review it from preflop all the way to the river to see what your final hand was. And if you go to the show notes page, you'll see a screenshot of what that final hand column looks like. In that screenshot, you're going to see one hand where the final hand, your final hand, was two pair, which was kings and sixes. But if you look closely at the hand, you're going to see that the board was eight, king, five, deuce, king. So there's two kings, you know, a pair of kings on the board. So I would count this as a one pair hand. Your one pair of sixes, sure, it was two pair by the end, but you called with just a pair of sixes, basically. 
Now, step three is to count the hand strengths that beat you. So again, you can do this without, without reviewing every single hand. If you look at that winning hand column in Poker Tracker 4 and the screenshot in today's show notes page, uh, you can see all the winning hands. And because you filtered for hands where you lost, the winning hand is always your opponent's winning hand. So in the picture there, there was one straight that beat me. One pair hand, which was kings and eight, it beat my kings and sixes. And another three of a kind hand with pocket fours. So I want you to go through, write down the hand strengths, and track the number of each hand strength that beat you. You're probably going to find that most of the hands that beat you are two pair or better, and many of them are going to be trips, straights, and flushes. Now here's the final step. Step four, you're going to review 50 or more losing hands. Now I know this sounds like a lot of hands to review, and you can space it out over a few days if you want. But the goal here is to satisfy your curiosity off the felt so you don't feel the need to do it in-game. And reviewing lots of hands will hopefully satisfy your curiosity and it will help this lesson sink into your thick skull. As you review the 50 or more hands, ask yourself if your opponent is betting any worse hands on the river. You gotta think about their range and their player type to help you find your calling mistakes. Now my guess is that Probably 90% of the time, or even more, you should have known you were beat and folding was the correct play. Here's another thing to tie into that idea of a penny saved is a penny earned from earlier. I recommend that as you go through the hands, all 50 of them, keep track of the number of big blinds you would have saved if you had made the fold that you know you should have made. I bet you could have saved hundreds of big blinds. Let's imagine you counted up 400 big blinds you could have saved over 50 hands. That's four full buy-ins that had you folded, those would be in your bankroll right now. If you're a 25 NL player, that would be an extra 100 bucks in your bankroll. But your bad calls, well, c'est la vie, 100 bucks. Now, if you're totally interested in being able to find the fold more often and save yourself a ton of money, I have a course which is called simply the Finding the Fold course. You can get it at thepokerforge.com. It's just one of the eight masterclass courses within the Forge. Now, within the Finding the Fold course, there are 17 videos, different strategy, review videos, demonstration videos, all that jazz. There are also three quizzes, a live Q&A recording as well. And I give you stats and win rates to track as you work through the course and in, you know, uh, improve your folding skills. This course has everything you need to fold more often at the right times to save yourself some valuable chips. So you can check it out. Just go to thepokerforge.com for more information and to join today. And before we get to today's challenge, a quick shout out. These awesome poker peeps purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker tracker 4. And by purchasing it through that link, they supported the show. So I have to thank Silverio Catanacci. Robert Monaghetti, Marco De Maria, John Barry, Chris Moody, Josh Swinsky, Taco Knight, Adam Wicklow, Paul Griffin, Leo Mesmer, Alexander Godborg, Dominic Gasser, Cole Hankey, Larry Leonard, Logan Yu, Jeff Catalano, and Nigel McWilliams. You guys all went to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4. You decided that this was the software that you needed to start really working on your online game, and you made the purchase. Thank you so very much. And of course, for making this purchase, I sent each of you my uh, smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4. And I'm sure you're using it to crush the competition. 
and maybe even make some better river folds. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Satisfy your curiosity off the felt by completing the four steps that I outlined here. This is a critical action to take that will help you save money on your poker journey. And every big blind saved is a big blind earned. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod323 for a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed. If you want 2021 to be your best poker year ever, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. There are eight masterclass courses that will teach you all the strategies that you need for a profitable journey and hundreds of useful action steps that force you to practice what you learn. Visit thepokerforge.com for more information and to sign up today. You are going to love being a member of thepokerforge.com. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to podcasts. To subscribe, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.